today on The Travel Guys. In the travel news, Christmas weekend is a travel disaster around the country, and we'll tell you about Uber sleigh rides in Finland. Those stories and more next in the news. Many folks are traveling by car this or next weekend as part of their holiday plans. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we'll share some important tips for long-distance driving. Two years ago, we created a Christmas update from the North Pole. It was so much fun, we're sharing it with you once again, beginning at 335. Thank you for sharing part of your holiday with us. Merry Christmas from the Travel Guys. Christmas, Merry Christmas, and welcome everyone to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. I'm Tom Romano, Mark Hoffman to my extreme left. We uh, brought you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks so much for joining us here on uh, on this Christmas Day. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, as, yeah. as as Mark mentioned, we're going to take time to replay uh, our Christmas special which we did two years ago. And we have a great cast of characters that participated. We're going to go places and do things. And I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. So stay close to the ready radio, get yourself some hot chocolate. And then I hope you enjoy Mark. How you doing? What's, what's new at sports leisure? Well, I'm doing okay. I had really expected to be up in Oregon this weekend, enjoying Christmas set uh, in a couple little towns, Silverton and Mount Angel. And uh, touring a monastery with a bunch of uh, monks who make beer to support themselves and enjoying uh, Christmas markets and stuff like that. But, alas, lousy weather in Portland and none of that uh, none of that came to be. So we decided it was a little safer staying home and not dealing with ice on the roads and the sidewalks and all that stuff up in up in Oregon. So how about you? How's the Romano family Christmas coming? Oh, it's pretty exciting uh, around here. We had uh, granddaughters come to visit from uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, it's uh, little Evelyn's, uh, well, it's her second Christmas, but their first one, she was only, you know, like three months old. So she'll be in charge of uh, unwrapping everybody's presents. The presents don't really matter. At that age, it's just the bag or the box or the wrapping or the ribbon. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Bright, shiny objects, something something I really haven't outgrown in all of those years. I know. All in all, it's it's been a wonderful Christmas. And, and here again, good to see you. Glad we could bring uh, people a little bit of uh, holiday cheer and uh, and some travel guys. So shall we get to exactly. it? We shall. Okay. At the top of every Travel Guys radio program, even on uh, Christmas Day, we bring you the travel news. And with it, hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. We have to do this right. We're going to have the travel news even on this day. We must have the travel news music. And with the travel news, here's Mark. 
friend of mine asked me, he says, I listened to your show the other day, and you do that, that thing before the, the news, that piece of music. Why do you do that? And I said, well, because it's from Huey Lewis and the, the news. news. That's yeah. why we do it. <laughs> yes. So my, my brilliant broadcasting partner, Tom, thought of that many, many years ago. So <laughs> yeah. still, still holds true today. All Thank right. You. Uh, you have something to say there, sir? No, no. I'm ready for some news, buddy. Okay, you're ready for some news. Uh, United Airlines has had a really interesting week behind the scenes. Uh, This didn't play out in the news at all, but the head of the pilots union at United posted some really, really disgusting stuff on the pilots' website, uh, a private website last week. But word got out uh, of what he had posted. He really demeaned a number of groups, uh, female pilots, uh, LGBT people, and this guy is the head of the United Pilots Union. So as the week went on, the the feedback got the blowback got even harder and harder. And finally, uh, on Thursday, the gentleman resigned as the head of the United Pilots Union Ooh. and gave up his seat on the uh, on the board. There, this is this is important because United, like all of the major carriers, are in the middle of negotiating new contracts for the pilots. So they apparently elected a guy to head them up who couldn't keep his, you know, he might be a brilliant negotiator, but he wasn't real brilliant at what he posted in public. So anyways, he has resigned. Oh, I'm not sure how much importance that is to people who fly on airplanes, but it was fascinating to watch it unfold during the week. Basically, um, take your take a gun and shoot yourself in the foot, and when you're done, then take the gun and shoot yourself several more times is what this this gentleman was able to do. Yeah, I think he was having too much holiday eggnog when he uh, sat down and got ready to do his posts. So the, yeah, the tip yeah. to the wise. Maybe just, just, well, and he kind of sort of apologized for it and kind of sort of didn't, but anyway. At least, uh, at least United Airlines will pilots will be led into negotiations by a more civilized person. Let's have a little fun here for Christmas. Um, Uber, always looking to capitalize on different opportunities, created Uber sleigh rides in Lapland, Finland. Um, a magically a magic new addition to its ride hailing offerings available exclusively for the Christmas season. Uh, a cr- picturesque two hour journey through Lapland's snow covered forests can be yours on a sleigh with a real reindeer pulling it and the Uber logo on the side. So there you <laughs> go. Congratulations to the Uber folks for thinking of something that would be really cool. I know you're a Disneyland guy, Tom, so I put this in, little item in here just for you. Oh, goody. The Disney World is reopening their vintage train ride. You know, Disneyland has one of these, too. Right. But apparently the Disney World one has been closed for four years because of COVID, and they did some construction that knocked out part of the train route. So now they've created a tunnel underneath the new attraction that they built, and the train is coming back. To Disneyland. So when, for all of the parents and grandparents who get tired of walking around the park after four or five hours, that's probably safe. That's great news. The The Disneyland Railroad, uh, of course, we're here in California, very familiar with uh, Disneyland. And the uh, the railroad is, is like the original, the thing that never changes and has always just kind of been the same. And in fact, the, the announcer that goes, all aboard. The Disneyland Express. 
uh, he uh, it's the same voice it's the same announcer thing so it's just iconic and uh, to see that it's coming back to disney world for those that have found that to be their disney home uh, they ought to be delighted California, the Michelin Guide for California was, for California Dining was released early, earlier this month. And California is really showing that it, it, it is the culinary capital of the country. Um, there are uh, seven new three-starred restaurants. There are seven three-starred restaurants in California, which is half of the total of 14 in the country. Um, there are... Uh, They added 16 new restaurants to the list this year, including one in Sacramento. So uh, for those who are into fine dining, the Michelin people say that California is the place to eat. Iceland is not the place to travel in the middle of the winter. I found this story kind of interesting. It came out this week. Americans stranded for days at freezing Iceland airport. Reykjavik had a bad storm. Everything got shut down. People got trapped um, at the airport and the like, something that is has happened, I'm sure, in many places this weekend around our own country. But I would just say, as I was reading this, I'm just thinking to myself, unless you specifically were planning a vacation to see the Northern Lights or do something in the middle of the winter that you couldn't do at any other time, why in the heck would you go to Reykjavik and, and to, even to change planes <laughs> and take a chance in the middle of the winter? And if you did, you would at least know that what you were doing. I mean, that you were flying into a place. It would be like flying to northern Canada to change planes to go to someplace else. It might have been cheap, but uh, the stories from the people in the airport were not all that uh, all that uplifting. <laughs> Speaking of things that were not uplifting, um, just after we got off the air last week uh, was when the Hawaiian Airlines flight uh, 35 went, uh, had that horrible turbulence, sent a whole bunch of people to the hospital. Um, I'm sure you all have heard about it. It's it's the story is a week old now. And in looking to see what updates might have been available, just a couple of updates. There are a number of people who are still in the hospital with serious injuries. And the only thing that I have to say about the whole thing, Tom, is there's a reason the seatbelt sign is on. And really and truly, when you're flying on an airplane or you're riding on a motor coach or, I mean, in your own car, I think we've all gotten to where we get in our car and we put on our seatbelt. It's just automatic. Right. So it needs to be automatic when you travel in other vehicles, too. What happens when a plane hits turbulence is you don't go anywhere. It's the plane that goes somewhere. So the plane, in this case, shot about 600 feet, and that's why you had holes in the ceiling and the like, because people who didn't have their seatbelts on, they didn't move, but the plane moved 600 feet. That's 60 stories, a 60-story building that the plane moved suddenly. So it's it's surprising that there weren't more injuries or more serious injuries, but as they said in one of the news reports in talking to a few of the people who could who could communicate with them when the plane landed, Everybody who had serious injuries did not have a seatbelt on. Yeah, uh, so. you know they they will give you the okay uh, on occasion for the seatbelt light will go off. You can get up and go to the restroom or whatever. But you know they always tell you that uh, it's best if you if you're just going to be sitting in your seat and you're not getting up, wear your seatbelt all the time. You know if it's really really uncomfortable and you got to really crank down hard. Perhaps you can loosen a little bit, but don't take it off. Yeah, that's uh, that that uh, story should uh, pretty much tell everybody uh, all there is 
that needs to I be I would known. hope. And then only a couple days later, a United flight from Brazil to Houston got hit by turbulence so bad that five people ended up being taken to the hospital there. So this doesn't happen very often. But there's a reason they give those safety speeches at the beginning of the flight. And, gosh, I ride a lot of places in, in on buses. And frequently as a tour director, you're right in the first seat behind the driver. And I, I find myself thinking, wow, this bus stops suddenly. I'm elevated, and there's this big windshield, and I will be in front of it. Yeah. Uh, no question. So it's it's really, it, it seems like such a stupid, simple little thing, but really and truly, um, think about that, the Hawaiian situation. And if if all of those folks had been wearing seatbelts, a lot of them probably wouldn't be injured. Okay, best cities for Christmas. Uh, our friends at Wallet Hub decided that Seattle was the best place for Christmas. Uh, and one of the reasons is because they have the most food banks per capita of any major city in the country. So I thought that was an interesting criteria for figuring out which city was the best for Christmas. Not the one that has the most toy stores and the like, but in this case, um, it was weighted towards a city that had the the best charity for Christmas time. Um, Orlando, Florida has the most gift shops, not a surprise. Um, and they are number five on the list. It was Seattle, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, and Orlando were the top, top cities for Christmas. And that, my friend, is your travel news for today. And we are the travel guys. A lot of folks going to be hitting the road in their automobiles over the next couple of weekends. We're going to share some travel tips having to do with driving next here on the Travel Guys. The Travel and Entertainment Guys continues here on this Christmas Day. Thanks so much for coming along. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you and, of course, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. What percentage of the folks get out on the road on uh, the holiday weekend, Christmas, New Year's? It's uh, According to AAA, 60% of all the people who travel will travel by automobile at least uh, it, people who are traveling at least 50 miles from their home um at 60 percent of them will travel by automobile and as people occasionally mention to me in our mailbag um you guys talk a lot about flying and occasionally about cruising and and bus tours and the like but you rarely talk about people driving mm-hmm. for vacation and so th- i thought this was a perfect opportunity i'm very aware that the holiday weekend is Already two-thirds of the way over, but some people who are listening to this probably will have to drive home. And there's another holiday weekend coming up and a lot more of winter left. So some ideas, some some things that especially those of us who live in a place like Sacramento, you know, snow doesn't happen here. Freezing rain like caused me to be canceled out of a Christmas trip to Portland this weekend rarely happens here. We just don't get that kind of cold weather. So when people from places like Sacramento go and travel other places, occasionally they run into situations that they're not really prepared for at all, whether they're taking their own car or renting a car. So here are a few ideas, some things that you might not have thought of that you might want to consider if you're driving a distance, whether it's in your own vehicle or somebody else's. Uh, When renting a car to drive in the winter, stay away from rear wheel drive. Drives that don't track as well as other cars. Mm-hmm. So when you're making a rental car reservation for winter, um, consider a four-wheel drive or an all-wheel drive vehicle. Just just a little good, little good place to start. Yeah, that well, and I would never have thought about about that one. Um, it's critical to have the right tires to drive safely in the winter. Um, it, it, your tire treads. 
uh, on my own car. I took it in for servicing a couple months ago. Guy said, "Hey, you know, you got a couple of tires here. You you got about a sixteenth of an inch to go before you're you're going to need to start shopping for tires." So that that would have told me, "Hey, don't go driving in the snow, dude. There's not a lot of tread on those tires, and you might go slipping around a little bit." So tire tire tread is important. Tire inflation, having your tires inflated to the right. Uh, level so that so that you're driving with the maximum amount of safety is also important uh, in your automobile you want to have some emergency numbers um, you also want to have something that will recharge your cell phone either through the car power itself or heaven forbid you wouldn't have power in your car but you would have an extra cell battery one of those cells that you can charge that will help recharge a phone when you can't get to some place like that um, some type of emergency winter car kit. Um, you should have a simple first aid kit in your car for scratches and things like that. I mean, you have a major accident that's not going to help you, but just for little things that, that might happen that you might ne- that you might need along the way. Um, you should, an emergency car kit, um, it should have in a minimum, uh, of course, a cell phone and a charger, a flashlight, um, extra batteries for that flashlight. Also, something that you might consider doing once in a while is turning that flashlight on to make sure that it's still working. Um, simple tool kit. Maybe a, a couple of a regular and a Phillips screwdriver, pliers, uh, and a wrench. Just something you can put in a plastic bag, something that would be in the car probably all the time. Uh, some things that you should consider there. Bottled water. Um, of course, is something that you should have. And if you're driving into an area where the weather's going to be bad, perhaps you might want to throw an extra blanket or two in the car or in the trunk mm-hmm. in case you get into a situation where it's extremely cold and you're and you're stuck in bad weather for a number of hours. Some of those sound like things that maybe might be helpful to us. Oh, man, all of them, uh, Mark. And, uh, you know, particularly a lot of times people will think, well, I, I'm just going to drive to... Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Go up to Reno. I don't need all that stuff. It's not that far. There's people alongside the road. There's there's places I can go and yeah, not true. Not true. I, some of the worst worst uh well, which what should I call them? Places that I have gotten stuck uh back in the day was uh between here in Reno and here in Tahoe. Sometimes 8 10 hours. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. eight and ten hours in a car. If you don't have some emergency supplies and uh, and have planned ahead, uh, could is 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 the worst ever. But this just isn't for your own comfort. This is a safety issue. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, when, when you exactly. travel and I uh, all of those things. That's a great list, Mark. Here's a couple more. Um, radiator. Check the antifreeze level in your radiator before you take off. Um, replace your windshield wiper fluid with our winter suitable mixture. Nobody would, from Sacramento would ever think of that, I, I suspect, um, which will contain additives to prevent freezing on your windshield right. so that you'll be, able to, you'll be able to use your windshield wipers and be able to see. Well, you get the um, situation where you get a lot of uh, stuff being thrown up on the windows when you're driving in snow, so you mm-hmm. immediately switch on your windshield wipers and, and hit the fluid button in hopes of that clearing. And if you don't have the right product... It'll freeze instantly on your windshield. The next mm-hmm. thing that will happen is it'll freeze on your windshield blades, and they will bust off. Yep. And so now you're in, you're in a blizzard. Uh, your windshield wipers have been frozen and broken off. Now what are you going to do? Now you're pretty much not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, it seems like a little thing. Um, here's, a, here's another idea. Uh, jumper cables, which most people have in their car. Um, 
but making sure that they work before you head out, you know, that there isn't corrosion on them or something like that. And and here another one to to the what you, what we were just talking about, a grass a glass scraper for clearing windows. There you go. And in regards to jumper cables, uh sometimes you get free jumper cables given to you for whatever the reason, cheapy jumper cables are a disaster. First of all, uh, they will melt uh, when you put serious power through them. Uh, the plastic will melt, or they won't even carry enough ju- char- uh, juice to charge your to let your car actually get a jump. So when you get jumper cables, buy good ones. Go to the auto uh, parts place and tell them what you want, and, and make sure they recommend some good ones for you. All right. Before we get to the end of this little segment here, one last thing. Make sure the heater works in your vehicle, um, especially if you live in a warm weather destination. Uh, you live in a warm weather where you live and you're going to a cold weather destination. Make sure that the heater works. So anyway, there are some safety tips for road trips from AAA. If you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, you'll find a list of all of these. All right. Uh Final words, we got a great, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, it's our Christmas special from the year 2020. You'll notice a couple of dated things along the way, but on the whole, it, it holds up quite well. I think you'll enjoy it. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, you're gonna, you're, we're going to take you to up to talk to the head of the reindeer, Mrs. Santa Claus. All of that is coming up on our special half hour of Christmas right here with the Travel Guys. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Hey there, we are the Travel and Entertainment Guys, Mark Hoffman and Sam Romano. It's our Christmas special. (laughs) Been wanting to say that for a long time, a Christmas special. Okay, um, we have... Something really cool. At least we think it's cool. You'll in, in 20 minutes from now, you'll decide whether you agree with us or not. We are going to take you up to the North Pole. Since you can't go there yourself, um, there are no flights to the North Pole. We have to wait for Santa to come to us. It's a busy time up there. There's a lot of activity and a lot of things going on. So for people of all ages, uh, mm-hmm. from 8 to 80, from 4 to 80, we have got uh, some very special guests for you over the next 25 minutes, and we'll give you a very good look at what's going on at the North Pole. All right, and I think we should start by making a phone call to Reindeer Operations. Let's dial them up. Ah, that sounds like the perfect place to start. This is Jed. Uh, Is this Reindeer Headquarters? Yes, it is. Aha, we've reached the right number then. Wow. So how how did you get the Reindeer Headquarters number, Mark? Well, you know, we have have connections, Tom. We have connections. This is... is even more important this year than usual. This is an unpublished number. How did you get it? Well, I just, you know, we're, we're reporters, and, you know, so so your name is Jed, and this is Reindeer Headquarters. This is the Travel Guys radio show in Sacramento, California, and we're doing uh, some research here and, and doing a, a bit on all of the things that go in, all the preparation that goes into Christmas Eve and getting Santa on the road, and we thought that we should speak to someone who is in charge of the reindeer, because we've all sort of met Rudolph, and he's pretty famous, and we know the names of the other ones, but we don't really know that much about them or, you know, how to take care of them or anything like that. So uh, our, our friends in, in the Santa PR department must have uh, 
gotten in touch with you. I know this is an annual thing. It's a busy time for us, but, you know, let me let me take a few minutes to just kind of walk you through some of the interesting parts. All right. Uh, this is fascinating. We're so glad we were able to reach you. Well, reindeer operations is uh, one of my primary responsibilities. Gosh, over the years, it has grown and evolved to, um, as you can imagine, quite an operation. Back at the beginning, a few millennia back, you know, there were just Adam and Eve. So Mrs. Claus drove Santa out, dropped off two gifts, bada bing, bada beam, and it was over. But, um, you know, over the years, the population of the globe has increased and increased and increased. Yeah, yeah. And then, then uh, you know, there was that uh, thing that happened in the 60s where there was an entitlement, and it wasn't just kids now. There was alleged age discrimination. So now we're delivering to everybody. My goodness, things have, things have grown there a little bit at the North Pole. What about these reindeer, Jed? How do you get them prepared for, I mean, you've got to deal with them all year round. I mean, you know, there's must be an upside and a downside to reindeer. Well, you know, a lot of it's about the introduction of technology. First of all, we, you know, we didn't start with reindeer. We started with uh, goats. Goats turned out to be a bad choice. Goats. goats ate a lot of presents. There was a lot of, lot of uh, loss in present count. You know, one year uh, during the trials, they nibbled a good portion of Santa's suit while he was down the chimney. So that didn't work out. Goodness Finally, gracious. after a lot of testing and evaluation, we ended up with the reindeers. The reindeer are uh, placid animals. They're powerful. They're not extremely bright, so they're happy to just stand on the roof as long as it takes Santa to go up and down the, the chimney and do his business. We had to innovate, evolve, in order to get this job done. It's a massive job, just massive. It's a lot of work to get all these presents produced, get them out the door, get them shipped, you know, uh, complex logistics. And, the, uh, of course, the, the reindeer play a big part in that. You know, they, uh, people ask about uh, Rudolph and his red nose. That was really a technical innovation that we PR put a spin on. Turns out Rudolph was energetic and enthusiastic. Uh, didn't originally come with the red nose, but he couldn't find his way out of a paper bag. Got lost. Santa was furious. So uh, we've got GPS technology in that nose, and the uh, the red the red indicator is simply an indication that that GPS system is on and operating. Excellent, well, great idea. Yeah, Jed, I understand that you. Uh... You know, there's there's like dog whisperers and so forth. I understand that you're a reindeer whisperer. You 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 can communicate them, you know, kind of like psychopathically, something like that. Well, I tell you what, I spend a lot of time with reindeer, but I can neither confirm or deny that I've been whispering to them, um, dealing with them in any particular way that that some people might uh, take exception to. And that's, I think, all I can say about that. Well, Jed, we appreciate your time here. We know as it gets close to Christmas, it's really busy. Before we let you go, is there is there any last thing that we should know here that you'd like to share with our listeners about your job or the reindeer or gearing up for Christmas Eve? Anything that we should know? Well, I would I would ask the public to, uh, you know, the, their imagination is captured, of course, by the big guy in the red suit and, of course, the reindeer. Think about the elves. Think about the little guys in this big process. We sometimes appreciate a little attention and appreciation ourselves. Well, thank you, Jed. Sure. Up at uh, Reindeer Headquarters at the North Pole, 
We're going to be speaking to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Kloss just a little bit. Let you get back to work there, Jed. All right. Have a good holiday. My goodness, my goodness. Right up to wow. right, right up to right. Up, well, you know, I mean, if you want to, you got to go to the right to the top. I mean, you can't mess around here. I mean, I, that's a lot of stuff I didn't know about. I mean, goats. They they they, they tried goats Started first. With goats, huh? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's. Wait a minute. Here we've got. Uh, it looks like we've got another another a call coming in here from the from a, from the North Pole. Another caller on the phone. Luis is telling me here. Uh, 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 hello. Uh, is this? It sounds like one of the elves is on the phone. Hello there. Hi, this is Beauregard. Uh, Bo- Beauregard. Oh, yeah, um, Beauregard. Not all elves are from the North Pole. Some of us come from the South. Oh, so this is Beauregard, um, the elf from the from the North Pole, the southern elf from the North Pole. That would be right. Uh, that's uh, Beauregard. Okay. And Beauregard, how long have you been an elf? Oh, my gosh. Well, it's hard to remember, but let's just put it this way. I'm the one who sent King Henry VIII his very first turkey leg. (laughs) All right. Is that what he wanted for Christmas? That's all he wanted. Bless his heart. He had a a big appetite even as a baby. Beauregard, it must be the the North Pole right now must be just an amazing place. We're only a few days before Christmas. Um, tell us a little bit what what things are like at the North Pole right now. Well, it's chilly. It is definitely chilly. Those folks in New York, they think they're having snow right now. They ain't seen nothing like what we have up here. It's snowing sideways. It's snowing down from the sky and up from the ground. Everywhere you look is snow, snow, snow. So are we going to be able to get the, the, the sleigh loaded? Are you going to be ready to go on time? Well, this will be uh, Friday night, North Pole time, I'm guessing. Well, let's just say I will be doing my part. Now, I'm the custodial engineer in charge of reindeer logistics. This is a big job, but I'm up for the, for the match, and uh, I'll be doing my part to see that, that that sleigh gets on its way. I'm, I'm sorry. What was that job title one, one more time again? I'm the custodial engineer in charge of reindeer logistics. In char- and, and what does that what 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 does that job really entail? The custodial well, engineer in charge of reindeer logistics. It pretty much means uh, I'm in charge of everything they leave behind. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> wow, Borgard! Did you sign up for this? Uh, were you appointed? Uh, it was a promotion. But we might put oh my that word promotion in air quotes, just maybe. Oh my goodness! My goodness! <laughs> no, well, somebody's got. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Beauregard, um, it, it, you're at the North Pole right now. Um, it, we're going to be getting a, a, a weather report here in just a, a few minutes. You say it's very cold up there. Is there anything else that we should know, Beauregard, before we let you go here? I mean, you're one of the elves up there. Uh, you've you've been an elf for how many years again? Well, it's, it's been quite, quite a few centuries, quite a few centuries. Now, elves don't age like people age, so um, just keep that in mind. I do have a special request, though. I know folks are listening to this show all over Northern California. Mm-hmm. Dan is going to be visiting millions of homes in that area, and, you know, so many kind people are going to be leaving out maybe a cookie or a glass of milk or uh, Coca-Cola for Santa Claus, but 
I, I just have a special request to make. Some folks also like to leave out a carrot or two for the reindeers, uh-huh. and some like to leave out a lot. Uh-huh. And I just want people to know that every time they leave a carrot out, well, let's just say that's job security for me, but security that I don't really need. So, people, please, just just go right on the carrots. Okay. Try not to feed the reindeer too much. Direct request from the from the North Pole from the person who has to go around with a shovel. Beauregard, the southern elf from the North Pole, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time today. Y'all have a great day, and Merry Christmas. All right. All right. Thank you, Beauregard. Oh, my goodness. Next up, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to try to get our weatherman on the phone, meteorologist Dr. Al Pouringdown, will join us right after the break as we continue our trip to the North Pole here on The Travel Guys. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. There, Elmo, Elmo, Shropshire, Betsy. Yeah. That's my that's my favorite Christmas Carol. All right, you know I like uh, I like uh, Dominic the what is it called the donkey? Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, All right. What's next? We're well. We're we're continuing. If you're just tuning into the Travel Guys here, where we've gone up to the North Pole, we've talked to reindeer operations. We've talked to one of the original elves, Beauregard. We're now going to uh, take just a minute here, and before we go up to back up to the North Pole to talk to Santa and Mrs. Claus, we're going to talk just to a minute here to our meteorologist, Doctor Al Pouringdown, to give us a weather update for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Well, well, thank, thank you so much, Mark and Tom, travel guys. This is this is Al porting down. Uh, I'm the cousin to Storm and Norman. I might point out. Uh, <clears throat> the weather forecast is uh, high in the mountains, low in the valley, dark until dawn, and clear unless it rains. Thank you so much, Al. Anything, anything specific for Northern California for Christmas Eve? High in the mountains, low in the valley, dark until dawn, and clear unless it rains, and I am never wrong. All right, that's, and that explains why we don't hear much from Al these days. All right, um, it is off we go now, on, off to the North Pole. All right, so let's go ahead and make that call up to the North Pole and see if we can get Santa and maybe Mrs. Claus on the phone. All right, sounds like a good idea to me, Mark. Uh, here's again, this is one of those those numbers. I don't know where you get these numbers. But yeah, well, it's, I've got my sources, you know. I've got my sources working right. so far. Okay. Al Central Operator speaking. Uh, 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 yes, yes. This is the the Travel Guys Radio Show calling. Is it is it possible we could speak with Santa Claus, please? Oh, I, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, can can you tell me who it is that's calling? I didn't get that. Uh, it's the Travel Guys Radio Show. We just need to speak to Santa for a few minutes. Oh, you want to speak to Santa? Everybody wants to speak to Santa. Well, you know what? You can't speak to Santa unless you go through Mrs. Claus. Oh yeah. Okay. You, that that I you guess want to that, talk that to her. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Could we speak to Mrs. Claus? Does she have a few minutes? Yeah, let's see. Let's see if we can round her up. Hey, 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 Mrs. Claus. Oh, hey, over here. Is there somebody on the phone? You got a minute? See if we can get Mrs. Claus, and then maybe we can get Santa. You know, maybe we can go through Mrs. Hello? Claus and get Santa. Or maybe she... Yes, Mrs. Claus, thank you so much. Uh, this is Mark from the Travel Guys uh, radio show. I, I'm here with Tom Romano, and we're just... Um, we were hoping to speak to Santa, but we understand he's very busy. Uh, do you have a moment to talk to us? I do, I do. Merry Christmas. 
Oh, Merry Christmas. My gosh, what a sweet voice she has. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Claus, to you. Um, it's been said many times that behind every good man is a good woman, and Santa and the reindeer get a lot of the headlines, but I suspect there's a part of the North Pole that, that requires a, a woman's touch. Would that be true? That is so true. My job is keep Santa in line, and that is a big job. Oh, I, I, I manage I the don't... reindeer, and I'm the head chef of the whole North Pole kitchen. Wow. Wow, that's, that's, uh, so you're feeding... Santa and rain, and we know that Santa. You know, it's it's pretty obvious that you must be a very good cook, Mrs. Claus, because Santa. You know, I mean, he's he's well he's fed, abundant. Yeah, it's well fed exactly. Santa exactly. likes to eat. Uh, Mrs. Claus, what's the biggest challenge for you on Christmas Eve with everything that's going on? How? Do, what role do you play on Christmas Eve? Well, just keeping everyone on task. The reindeer are always fighting over who gets to be in the front or who wants to be in the back. Got to keep that straight. But most of all, it's helping Santa get out the door. He can't find his boots. Where's my phone? Where's my gloves? It takes a while to get him out the door. Does, uh, you know, Mrs. Claus, uh, is there any anything about Santa that uh, you think most people, you know, most people know kind of the basic jolly old St. Nick stuff, but is there any anything yeah, that you'd yeah. like to share with us that maybe we don't know about Santa? Well, he probably would hate me telling you this, but we all know he loves cookies yeah. and keeping the cookies out of his pockets. There's nothing worse than cleaning pockets with cookie crumbs. <laughs> and the other thing is, is he's very superstitious, and mm. everybody thinks he wears all red, but he wears his lucky blue socks on Christmas Eve. Wow. Aha. Uh -huh. Inside information from Mrs. Claus. Yeah, those yes. blue the socks lucky. tucked away inside those black boots. Well, yes. so far, they, they certainly have been lucky socks that, uh, up to this point. Uh, Mrs. Claus, is there any special, I mean, with all the COVID and everything this year and all the viruses and everything, does that concern you, sending your husband out to go around the world and see all of these people on one night and deliver all these gifts? Oh, yes, it does worry me, but he goes out with his mask and he wears his special goggles, which, first of all, when you're flying in a sled, you've got to protect those eyes. Yep. And so that, that keeps him pretty safe. And besides okay. that, when he goes in the house, everybody's asleep. Ah, uh, okay, I hadn't thought of that. Well, at least you hope they are anyway. E exactly, exactly. Well, <laughs> Mrs. Claus, um, do you think there's any, is there any possibility that, that you could... It, it, could we talk to Santa just for a minute? Could you help us with that? Well, let me see if he can come for a minute. Hey, Santa. Hey, Santa, there's someone on the phone for you. What? I'm, I'm, a, biz, I'm a busy man. I don't have time for, for trivial stuff. Uh, but then again, who's calling? Oh, the one thing we don't want to do is make Santa mad. Santa, is that you? Wait, whoa, 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 I recognize this voice. This is my, this is my buddy Mark, the travel guy. Oh, Mark, uh, you know, I, I used to uh, come visit you when you were a small boy. I, I know things that a lot of people will never know. <laughs> perhaps we should, perhaps we should just move along. And are you ready for Christmas this year? Well, Santa is always ready, Mark. It's even more important this year than never to bring much happiness as Santa can. 
I've even done away with a naughty and nice list, as everyone has been extra good this year. <laughs> that should make a lot of folks on Capitol Hill happy. <laughs> Santa, it's been kind of an unusual year. What, a pre- what kind of presents are kids asking for this holiday season? Well, you know, you know, Santa gets a lot of uh, requests for the usual things like dolls and BB guns, but but this year Santa's received a lot of unusual requests. Like Santa, I want to go back to school. I want faster internet. Can I get a cool Star Wars face mask? Some of the ones I, I can't help with, like you know, uh, can you stop Daddy from drinking so much and? Please, no more Zoom time, and can you get us more hand sanitizer? And mark the request for gifts of hand sanitizer, disinfectant swipes, uh, and, and all of that is is outdone by one thing, and that is uh-huh. toilet paper. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Santa, this is this is the, the other travel guy, Tom. Uh, I got a question for you. So, Santa, social distancing must be easy for you, but but what about wearing the mask? Since Santa is rarely seen, and, and, and of course those helpful small Santas don't count, when necessary, Santa wears a special helmet designed by the fine folks, you know, Space Force. Ho, 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 ho. Mark, what do you want for Christmas this year? Oh, Santa, gosh, um, more than anything... Santa, there's a lot of people who are really hurting all over the planet. I mean, I'd like to be able to take people traveling and stuff like that, and that would be wonderful for me and all the people who work for me and travel with me. But we have a lot of folks right now who are just really in trouble all over the planet. So we we, we probably need Santa Claus maybe more than we've ever needed Santa Claus this year. Well, Santa is here for all the boys and girls and everyone around the world who... To bring some joy, and we're hoping that in 2021 it'll be a wonderful year. Oh, thank you so much, Mark, for for calling and and spending a little bit of time with Santa. We we love you all. Ho 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 ho. All right, Santa, you get you get back to work out there. We've already been talking to the to the elves and everything. We we have some idea of what the, the challenge that faces you. So get going, and we'll we'll see you in the sky in just a few nights. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, and folks, here comes an important update, especially for the kids. Dr. Fauci, this truly just came this afternoon, as says he has vaccinated Santa Claus against COVID-19. So Santa will be safe around the planet. Special thanks to Jed Shapiro, Stephanie Romano, Clayton Whitehead, and all the folks who helped us put it together, this wonderful Santa Claus bit for the second half of the program. Thank you, my friends. You have a wonderful Christmas. Stay well, and we'll uh, see you a week from today. Absolutely. And remember, dance like nobody's watching. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for being a part of the audience for the Travel Guys.